this? This is St. Petersburg? I remember thinking that the first time I rode on a train into our great city. The festive imagination of a child, thinking he'd see gleaming palaces, hordes of people milling about some great square, a military band playing inspiring marches, the train pulling through a grand entrance arch to let the passengers know they had arrived in the capital city of the most glorious country on earth. In reality, the tracks ran through a rather dull section of town. All I could see were old fences, cemeteries, and blocky six-story apartment buildings separated by ramshackle little hovels. A few early morning milk carts rolled along otherwise empty streets. The air looked unbreathable, gray with smoke and soot. That was in 1906, a lengthy ten years ago, and now we call our city Petrograd, a fine Russian name. When this great war started a few years back, the government decided to leave behind the more Germanic-sounding parts, Saint and Berg, in order to distinguish us from our enemies in the Central Powers. I've penned these words in English because Stroop, my dear Stroop, insisted he was half English, and I learned your language at his request. Mother had passed away earlier that spring, and I sat next to my cousin, Nikolai Ivanovich Smurov, who made me call him Uncle Nika for some silly reason. On a splintered bench in the train car we had ridden all through the night. It was early May and muggy, even at that hour. Dawn, bright, almost poisonous, cracked the sky. Near us sat other passengers who had boarded at some of the towns we had passed through. Many wore tattered clothes from bygone eras, and their general disinterest suggested that traveling by train was an everyday occurrence for them. For me, it was only my first time in a rail car, and up until I saw those blasé people, my extraordinary experience made it seem like we were sitting on the most solid bench in the most important rail car in all of Russia. The image of Nika's silly grin while he slept, his gray disheveled hair and matching gray trousers with the lilac pinstripes, persisted in my mind. I barely knew the man, but he had been the one to approach me after the funeral to discuss my disposition. Your mother left no money, and you know we have very little ourselves. Otherwise, Natasha and I would be happy to take you in, dear cousin. He wiped at his brow the way a person who has chosen to deliver some bad news might. As you are still studying in school, you will lodge with a family friend, Konstantin Vasilievich Kazansky, in St. Petersburg. And I shall visit you from time to time, yes? He is a cab driver, I believe. Nika halted again seemingly in the hope that inspiration would strike as how to deliver additional difficult words. It would be fun. You will meet many people who might be able to help you. Yes, the Kazansky home will be most fun indeed. Nika then attempted a wooden smile to reassure me. Although we have little money, I shall pay for your lodgings, and later on, if you get any inheritance at all, I shall deduct my expenses, right? as if a recently orphaned teenage boy could comprehend such business dealings. At that point, any mention of my mother brought me to the brink of tears. And there will be other young people visiting all the time. And you will make plenty of friends, I am quite sure. I hardly knew him, and he hardly knew me. How could he predict such upbeat things with such downright confidence amazed me? At home, I had only a few friends from school as it was. I looked at the blistered red paint on the wooden floor of the carriage, thinking of the afternoon our little house filled with strange older women whom I did not remember meeting. But they all seemed to know me, 
They cackled and argued, fussed and fed. Their hugs and tears were meant as solace, but as these women were unfamiliar to me, it did little to stem the constant stream of tears within my own chest. My mother, the only person who seemed to care about me at all, had been taken away. Of course, Uncle Nika, I nodded in compliance with no idea of what I had agreed to. The sun had just risen, and bulky shadows covered the lifeless scenery near the train. We pulled into the station and walked onto the platform, where uniformed porters scrambled to assist the wealthier-looking passengers. None of them glanced at us. Nika hired a cab on the street, and we rode to the home of the Kazanskis through the dimly lit and unfamiliar streets of St. Petersburg.